0: Hello, Rapids fans. Uh, You're listening to Holding the High Line with Rabbi in Red. My name is Matt Pollard. It is the late afternoon, early evening of Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. I've gotten back and had time to re-listen to and digest the audio of our press conference that we had earlier today with Colorado Rapids President Pork Smith. I know on the last episode that we recorded Tuesday night yesterday at time of recording that Probably most of you either have yet to listen to or listen to us Wednesday morning um, heard me say that we were going to feature that, the audio from that press conference on our podcast feed. The club ended up live streaming it and has posted it to all of their socials uh, and the source of the video is actually on their YouTube page. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to then share that audio, which has already been circulated throughout. And I do think given the way that the press conference went, uh, having the visual component to see Pork Smith face, his reactions and um, his visual demeanor is useful in that regard. So I will include a link in the show notes to that YouTube. Uh, video, and then you can watch that. It's about an hour and 10, hour and 11 minutes as well. Um, so you can listen to that and then hear my thoughts, uh, which I'll give you right now, just a few minutes on what I thought of the press conference and big takeaways, or you can listen to this right now and then go listen to the press conference and decide whether or not you agree, disagree, or think that I'm full of crap. So the first big thing that I want to take away with, given the reaction to the press release and to The letter that Porik emailed out to the season ticket members that Rabbi and I talked about on the podcast—the one the one thing one of the things that we thought was missing from that letter was a sense of accountability or an apology. At no point does Porik say, "You know, I you know I am very responsible for this. I take I take responsibility and accountability for that. I apologize." And we saw much more of that. Porik said multiple times prompted and unprompted throughout the press conference saying, you know, that he's accountable, that he's responsible now for, on some level, the state of the club right now. And then moving forward, he is responsible for making the corrections so that the club gets back to being a perennial, gets to being a perennial playoff team, hopefully competing for a second MLS Cup amongst other trophies as well. I should point out throughout the various questions that we saw where ownership was asked about Uh, It's still not clear to me how much pressure there is from ownership in terms of his job security or in terms of his accountability. So Porik is taking is clearly taking accountability is clearly taking responsibility, excuse me, for fixing this mess picking the right head coach, and then going through the roster changes that need to happen between where we are right now and then going into next season so that the team is capable of competing next year. It is not clear to me in what ways ownership is holding him accountable should he fail or by what metrics that he's being evaluated. And I do want to say that just, again, one of the big issues that we have around the Colorado Rapids is the lack of visibility of ownership there was a, a question i think in the final third of the press conference where pork was asked how frequently um members from ksc uh josh and stan are at dsg how many games that they come to and uh, there was a question in the context of the broncos i think had a joint training session with the rams or i think they played the rams in um in preseason in Denver, and then so the Cronkies were supposedly at that, and there was kind of a question of, well, did he come out to the Rapids? Did he meet with Pork? What did that look like? And so one of the things that I think we need to remember with all of this is that any time we hear about what ownership thinks, what ownership's saying, what the discussion looks like. It's through an intermediary where we're asking somebody at the club, Brian Crookham, what does ownership say about what the academy is doing? Wayne Brandt, um, you know, how much is ownership backing you in terms of the business side and uh, the financial mechanisms and levers that the club wants to go through? And so in that, fairly or unfairly, you know, a healthy skeptic would look at the things that we hear poor Smith say when he says that Josh Kroenke wants to win that, that is through that's through a medium where maybe we're getting a selective, uh, we're getting a uh, curated selection of what was said and how much is shared and the details behind that rather than actual quotes. There are negatives to having a super present owner, but the the fact that we've rarely get public statements and media availability and interaction between the fans, the community, the market, and Stan and Josh Cronkey. And when we do, it's usually when they're here for their other Denver teams, and then obviously, Then what they're there to talk about and what they're there, what the, the scope of their discussions is limited to the Nuggets winning the NBA championship, the Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. And so that goes into my next point, which is that the very clearly stated throughout the press conference, Pork believes at present there is a path forward for the club to be successful regardless of the financial circumstances and ownership believes that the club can also be successful Porick invokes the invokes the philadelphia union several times as an example of them getting things very very right i do believe that you can make the playoffs being a um a budget team in mls as we've seen when it's gone really really poorly for atlanta united or for the la galaxy spending a bunch of money doesn't guarantee. That you're going to be in the playoffs. That being said, the last real budget team we can argue that won MLS Cup. I think maybe you could go with Columbus Crew during COVID in 2020, um, because they didn't have a big name, and I think they bought. Uh, they got a couple. Mil- they spent a couple million on Lucas Zellerion, and I don't think Zellerion was making more than two million. That was a team that had Josie's artists, obviously, as a domestic local became a DP from being a homegrown. But you know, outside of that, you know, it's NYCFC spending big money. It's LAFC. It's Atlanta, and so I, I think it was in in that context, it was really heartbreaking. I think for a lot of middle tier and smaller market MLS teams, including Rapids fans, to see Philly get so close last year, appear to win it, and then Gareth Bale comes on and he scores the game tying goal, and they end up winning in penalties. You know, that's the that was a you know a a visual manifestation of what. When you spend money well and spend money big in MLS, you can be successful at. And so I just I continue to have to wonder not so much has the Rapids way failed in that it has been unsuccessful. But just the um, there, there's so much that has to go right for a team that's not spending big in order to have sustained success or to actually make towards um, making a run for a trophy. And so, you know, like the at some point, no amount of money balling was going to get the Oakland A's who had 20, 25 percent of the budget of the New York Yankees to consistently be good. And you see this around you see this around sports um, for ones that don't have a hard cap and everything, you know, that, uh, you know, the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers spend really big money and the Rockies don't. And that's reflected there. Um, you know, I feel like increasingly outside of Brighton and Brentford might be the two big exceptions you have right now of, you know, for the most part, you spend big, that's a indication of linear progression. You know, when Chelsea spend a hundred million dollars on a player, that can still be a big miss and is still a way better player than, you know, Luton Town or Fulham spending 10 or 15 million on that player. So the club is saying that they think that. Porick is saying that ownership believes that they can spend the way that they've been spending and there's a path forward to them still being successful in that regard i have my doubts and i can understand where fans will listen to a lot of the things that was said today that was sent at the press conference last month and hear either giving the public line or giving the safe line in that you know in that i on some level i empathize with where a lot of the people at the club are right now because they can't come out and say, oh yeah, we're in a position to fail. Um, the club's going nowhere because you know we're in the bottom third of spending and we can't spend on transfer fees and everything and we have no margin for error. you know you can't bite the hand that feeds you in that regard. you can't publicly admit defeat when defeat has not yet been confirmed and the Colorado Rapids are not yet mathematically eliminated from the well, playoffs as well. So I understand part of that's a, a marketing rah-rah, get behind the lads kind of a thing. And part of that is also acknowledging that we all have bosses and you can't embarrass them publicly, especially when uh, you're given the opportunity to confirm their vision and confirm their interest when... You know, when just that's that's the you know, that's the the, when you're accountable to them and the only person that you appear to be accountable to is them. Next thing I want to mention is just there was I hope this these two press conferences have just been an accurate, a good representation for a lot of Rapids fans around how people at the club give non answers or how they pivot. And then when I push back when there's a discussion of Matt, why don't you ask this? That kind of a thing. Of the reason why I don't is because I know it's how it's going to be answered, and the answer then is not useful. So there's multiple times where Pork is asked about the um, financial, not the financials, excuse me, um, season member, season ticket member values. And I know I've, I've heard a few numbers. Um, I reached out to a couple STMs over the course leading up to this press conference, and you know, one said that there went theirs went up nine percent. I've seen ten percent. I've seen fifteen percent. But in any case, generally speaking. Season tickets are going up from this year to next year, and they went up last year going into this year. So you're talking about back-to-back years in which the Rapids raised season ticket prices, having missed the playoffs, coming down from what they did in 2021, and then raising again while the team's bottom of the table and potentially winning the wooden spoon and multiple follow-ups with how pork talked about it he still again pointed out the supporters deserve better we're working to do everything we can to do that but never addressed the like here's why we're raising season ticket prices you know is it were they raising it just to reflect the fact that inflation continues to go up and we continue to have expenditures is this an indication of hey we're raising season tickets X percent and we think we're going to have this number of season ticket members and that leads to you know an increase revenue of that particular amount and that amount will go to us getting a u-22 defensive midfielder in january that's an answer that he could have responded to but there was no directly addressing that and there's just plenty of times where um that just wasn't where that wasn't answered and i hope this has been instructive for you that there's just certain things that um people at the club are not going to talk about or when they have a chance to pivot to something else they are. And that's an indication that they don't have an answer, don't have a good answer, or just simply don't want to say the quiet part out loud, which is maybe this is just naturally how uh, season tickets are going across MLS. And maybe on some level, its KSE comes down and says, uh, we want more money from season tickets. So we're raising it this amount and nobody else has um, a say in that. That might be the answer. That is me Speculating, I think, given the way that he answered, he didn't have a good answer to the root of the question, which makes me think that they just didn't want to share it. Which then brings me to my next point of the you'll see, and it's I think a, a good visual experience. About halfway through the press conference, I ask the question about the. Inside Rapids scoop from a couple of months ago around the training facilities and potentially grievances filed with the MLSPA, and that potentially leading to someone at the league, um, the league getting involved and in maybe forcing or coercing the Rapids into take the action that they're doing now in terms of upgrading their various facilities as far as first team training is concerned. Um, and Porik initially said that he wasn't going to talk about it. He seemed confused. By the question and then I repeated it Clearly in ways that I thought he clearly understood Um, And then he responded saying We are he already answered that Um, And this goes back to if you go back to the Burgundy wave article I wrote on that Where um, the Statement that we got from the club Brendan Plone and I got from the club Stated um, that Answered some aspects of That of the questions that we had But did not directly answer that Question and I think at this point I'm bordering on saying this is confirmation that it's true because if the answer was no then you would think that that question would be ridiculous and it would be in your best interest to confirm unequivocally that it is false and now between the original email that we sent um whatever I can't remember if this is April of this or this was June I can't remember when this was Um, you know, the fact that the the statement that we got did not directly address that question and then I asked twice and then he said that he was not going to answer it at this time just gives me further reservations about that. I will be following up since he said we're not gonna answer it at this time, so I will clarify to the relevant people at the club this was this was our original these were our original questions, these were your original response, here's where you did not provide clarity as well but you know again if the you know if, if the question i was asking was you know is pork smith personally laundering uh general allocation money to enrich himself at the expense of the club and that was false it should be really easy for him to say that's absolutely not true here's the compliance that we have an mls that proves that it's not so the the absence of immediately answering that the answer is no makes me think that the answer could should is probably yes or that there's some truth to what happened there i want to talk around people who were in there because i remember there was a lot of discussions about the um last press conference we had and the fact that we only had 25 minutes and poor smith is a very long-winded person who likes to provide context and pretext to him indirectly answering the question or answering it in the way that and ultimately providing the answer in the way that he wants to answer it and so i want to and so there was I think I still think a little bit of unfair backlash from fans who maybe haven't had as much interaction as I have with Pork to know that's just how he is. He was not filibustering in that moment last month, and he was not filibustering today. And then also some of the responses that I saw about. Um, Other Rapids staff being in there, um, mainly Rapids Digital, who did have a question that they asked in the press conference last month. Um, There's somebody from Rapids Digital at almost every single one of the main press conferences that we have. They usually get one question, sometimes two if we have enough time and we go around. They usually do not ask a question until all of the independent media have been made available, have been available to ask one sometimes two questions as well and so i just want to be clear that like other rapid staff any i i think anybody at the club honestly had a right to be there brian crookham was present um today uh wayne brant was sitting right behind me had a nice chat with him about some stuff that i'll talk about a little bit um maybe in another time um Uh, That was useful. But I mean, there were people from Altitude Sports who were there. There were two TV channels from uh, local TV stations. I can't remember if it was CBS, ABC, a couple of those. And there were people from Rapids Digital. And so I I understand the fans who are thinking when we only get 25 minutes and I'm the only one who I think got a follow up question there. That was enough time. Whatever wrong you think was there. I firmly believe was righted today. We were told before the press conference that it was going to be live streamed. I think that's a net positive relative to how it was handled last press conference. And we were told we were planned on at least an hour and there was going to be the opportunity for us to run over. As I mentioned, it was about an hour and 10, so I'm, I don't know if it from, you know, when we were supposed to start, because I think we were a couple minutes late, maybe an hour and 15. But so that was enough time for us to get to everything. You'll see in the audio, um, you know, the last couple questions are basically all for me because pretty much everybody else had asked all of their questions. And the only people who asked questions were independent media members. It was myself, Brendan Plone from the Denver Post, Pat Radigan from Footy 5280, Brayden Nor- Norse, Nowse, Brayden, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, from Denver Sports Magazine, and then Mitchell Carroll from DNVR Sports. So only five independent media members were there asking questions as well. I think that the criticisms of Rapid Digital being allowed to be in the room or being allowed to get just one question and only one question after everyone else got a question was a little bit harsh. But any questions that you had about Porik being a shrinking violet or the club trying to protect him by putting a hard cap on the amount of time that we had for the press conference, I I think was righted today. We had over an hour with him. At one point, Porik even referenced that he was going to have a chat with Chris Little, the interim manager. Of the Colorado Rapids, and he said, uh, and he said that he was going to have to wait, or there was a soft starting time in terms of the av- availability. In that, they were going to allow for us to run over and us to take more time if we needed it. So, um, I, I, I'm at peace with that personally. I think fans should be as well. In terms of the last six weeks, we've gotten an hour, more than an hour and a half, with the president of the club and asked a myriad of questions on I think all the topics um, as well. Last thing that I'll say about this, I'm going on, God, Matt, 20 minutes. I was supposed to do this in 10. Um, the last thing that I'll say is that um, when I asked Porik about Robin Frazier's contract situation and whether or not this was a buyout because his contract was guaranteed, he said he wouldn't get into details. So the other thing that I want to make fans aware of when you're kind of approaching this press conference some game theory about when's a good time to ask a question, are you piggybacking off of someone else? Is that was a signal to me that he wasn't gonna go into some financial details. So I asked later about Marco Illicha and Pork doesn't give details about the transfer fee, what the option to buy was, which was larger or smaller, the option to buy or the eventual transfer fee as well. And so then the only question that I really didn't ask that was on my list of 16 or 17 um, questions and then a possible follow-up for pretty much each of those was um, was about the contracts for him and Wayne Brandt and everybody else getting their contract um, their contract extensions and their promotions. I increasingly have reason to believe, listeners, that the all of that which was announced in April Of This year did not happen happened well before that. Um, And so I thought as soon as he said that uh, pork wasn't going to get into personal matter the personal details of Robin's contract, even though that would have given us a signal about KSC making a financial commitment to Robin Frazier being fired that then he wasn't going to give details on Marco Illich's transfer fee in that moment on Sidney Tavares's option to buy what that amount is, nor on the details of his personal contract or the contract of still his co-workers, his colleagues um, within the front office. So hopefully this, again, was instructive for you. This is how pork smith is with media and then how members of the media think about asking questions how they go through that process in ways that make it useful that make it informative and if nothing else when we ask a question that then does not get answered there is insight that you can gleam into how the person at the club goes about not answering the question directly so those are my thoughts i've been going on for 20 minutes um let me know what you think um, on on twitter uh with an ask hdhl um, DMs are open uh, via email rapids 96 podcast at gmail.com uh, what did you think of the press conference uh, do you agree with my assessment that I have here do you have additional insights what did you think was interesting uh, what was your favorite question that was answered what was your favorite question that was not answered um, you know and I just I, I hope we here in the in the press corps did you did right by you and that regardless of the fact that the Robin Frazier lost his job and the fact that the club is in last place and certain details that you certainly wanted weren't wasn't answered. Um, Hopefully no one good FC got three points today in terms of trying to do right by the Rapids community. Thank you very much, listeners. Uh, Rabbi and I will see you next week before New England revolution. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast. People are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.